Eternal Dirtles is a Hipsters of the Coast podcast sponsored by Paragon City Games and Cast Haven. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash eternal dirtles. Zach Clark, and with me as always, Nathan Golia. Nate, how's it going, man? You know, it's it's okay. It's looking. <laughs> How are you feeling? <laughs> it's looking good today. I'm I'm feeling good. I'm feeling real good. Uh, I, I I'm not. They didn't hit it on the head for me completely, but man, this ban is uh is intense. It's I'm I'm pretty psyched about uh the ban and restricted announcement. Personally speaking, well, I went back and I listened to our our cast from last week to see what we had to say about the ban list update you said since the divining top would be banned i said i didn't think they would you were right so kudos to you yeah thank you how, uh, how, do you how do you sort of feel about it like what's your what was your sort of reaction my reaction is I, now I, I said that they would ban it did i want them to ban it not that card uh i would have rather they gotten rid of terminus i think terminus was the problem card um but you know their their reasons for banning miracles are um, slightly valid. I'm not gonna say that uh, you know banning not miracles banning since divining top are slightly valid. It's a card that does make time go on. There's an analysis paralysis that happens. Um, and as as a guy who plays you know uh, a, a fair amount of games and does like game design, you know that that's a thing. And if they want to get rid of the people going to time and rounds. Remove just just remove that deck completely. Remove the problem, and now Legacy is a fast format again. Uh, f- as far as playtime is concerned, not necessarily a fast format. As far as uh, decks are concerned, I don't know that you know. There's not a ton of control in in Legacy to begin with, but now there's no control decks. As far as I can tell, there's no control decks. Oh, I, I can't wait to talk about that later. I, I think one of the things that. Uh... You know, I was I was shocked, and I shouldn't have been. Like they always, this is how they do it, right? Mm-hmm. They they hit it, they hit it with a hammer. Um, I was like you. I wanted counterbalance ban, not terminus. I felt like you could have countertop, or you could have count, or, or you could have terminus and top, but you couldn't have both. Like it was just way too crushing to any deck that was trying to win after like turn three. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, they don't either. call it the the ban nail gun. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's right. They don't. They don't call it the band nail gun. Uh, they call it the band hammer. And you know, they. But and I and I. Yeah, as much as I was like, oh, you know, we'll just make a little change and we'll have a subtly different control deck. Um, I should have known. They they banned Splinter Twin. They didn't ban a Seaver Exarch. When, no, and look at yeah. just look at modern. I mean, they when the, they ban decks, it's Summer Bloom's gone. Golgari Grave Troll is gone. Uh, Birthing Pod is gone. And Legacy, Survival of the Fittest is gone. It's Mystical almost Tutor. as if they're saying, stop it. Yes, it is. It's <laughs> like that. And I think that players, we talk so much about the ban and restricted list. And I a lot we seem to have this consensus as players that what we want is a more surgical approach. But that is just not what the powers that be do. Yeah. It, it's sort of like when you have a favorite sports team and you come up with, a, with absurd trade scenarios – 
leading up to like a trade deadline and then nothing happens. Yeah. <laughs> Which just happened to me a lot. Normally nothing does happen. Uh when something does happen, something on this level, it's it's definitely worth talking about. I mean this is this is way this is the biggest band since uh survival, right? Yeah, this I mean, is metagame changing. This is going to change the metagame a lot. Um you you said that you don't think there'll be control decks. I think that that's a fear that people have and a reason that people said that miracles had to be allowed to exist. I just I I just think we need time. Like miracles was so oppressive. Yeah. <laughs> like oppressive in several even... ways, you know, like impressive yeah. as far as this is this is a hard deck to deal with and it's a hard deck not to build if you're going to build a control deck. Right, once you put once you said I've got my brainstorms, my forces and my swords to plowshares, almost everything else you did did not feel as good as miracles. Yeah. I mean, if you can only if you can only decide on one deck to play in this format, why would you not, right? Yeah, and there were a surprising amount of people who I felt came out of the woodwork. I mean, it's anecdotal who said, like, I just finished building Miracles. I didn't think that this kind of thing would happen. And I do feel for those people. Like, that does suck, and it is surprising. But I just – I think that, you know, it, it, the time issue – I mean, they, they, they were the ones who started talking about time. In fact, mm-hmm. they said, quote – that the oppressiveness of the deck is not alone necessarily enough to ban a card from it. Mm-hmm. So, like they were willing to just say like, if Sensei's Divining Top didn't take time, they were like, whatever, you know. Yeah. And yeah, that's, they'd that's let a it go on. But they, I, and you know, you wonder about what tournament organizers say, what judges have had to say about this card. You know, there's I a mean, judge. As as a person who's played the Miracles deck, um, I'm a fast Magic player. So to me, if you're going to be the guy who is a slow miracles player, you're going to you're going to be the problem, right? As a fast player, I'm a fast player in miracles and it might not be the correct way to play all the time. I don't have a great record with the deck, but like I do play it quickly. So, if you're the type of person that plays the deck well but plays it slow and constantly goes to time, yeah, you're losing the attrition war on that one. You you're going to eventually lose your deck. Yeah. Um I think that, yeah, and it's not even that everyone was slow or certain people were too slow. It's like sometimes it's just you have decisions to make, you know, and it can take – and those those decisions add up in your magic playing career to where you average out to maybe being slightly slower without realizing it, you yeah. know. You have a few games where you hit spin the top and it's three lands on top of your deck, like happened to me uh, a couple times, and then you know you're like, well, geez, how does this deck ever win? But you know, other times, other times you're you're making more decisions. So I think that uh, the the time was significant. I think they had already banned it in two formats for that reason. So really. There's another there's another reason why we shouldn't have been surprised, right? Yeah, look, listen, at the end of the day, um, we have to think about tournament organizers. And do tournament organizers want to have events end on time or do they want to have them end late? Uh, do they want like going to time is not a good part of Magic the Gathering. It's probably the worst part of the game is like the going to time scenario because that does include a very much unlimited amount of time. And once people go to time, their time is unlimited. They realize that, and they will analyze every single move. And it's really, 
really terrible. As as a judge, it's got to be terrible to watch because you're just like, hey, I need you to make some action here. Uh, and you can't get them on stalling at that point. They're not stalling. They're just actually really slow at the game, you know? And, yeah. and, and uh, I can take that all the way to playing in the pre-release last weekend. Um, I went to a pre-release at, at a place that was a pretty casual environment, and I drew my first round. Now, at a pre-release, drawing your first round is like the worst thing you can do because you're guaranteed to be playing against the slowest people that barely know the game. Uh, <laughs> and that's and that's what happened. I played against my second round was a guy who who had a luckily had a quick deck, but the next guy I played after that, um, and I lost to that guy. So I I was in the uh, like oh one in one bracket. So the guy I played after that was like so slow and just. You know, not good particularly at the game, which is like, I'm not giving that guy crap. He's probably very new to the game. But just, it's agonizing as a person who plays as fast as I do to play against somebody who's like, not only learning all their cards new, but also like, is is really worried that they're going to do something wrong so they don't make mistakes. And the pre-release is the place where you should make mistakes. Yeah, right. <laughs> but And with Miracles, personally... One of the reasons I didn't like playing it was that it came with so much baggage, right? It was the best deck, and the best players played it, and there's so many decisions, and people are watching you, and if you make a wrong decision, yeah, you know, people a, are whispering about you. It's like, I don't want to It's a known quantity, too. Like, that's a deck that people know how to play against. So, if the, you know, like, if you are inexperienced at the deck, it's it's easy enough for someone to get you with that with that because they know how they play against miracles. You have to know how you play against every other deck, you know. Yeah, I was just saying more like one of the reasons I I didn't find it to be a fun experience to play was just like feeling like I should have an answer to something and not being able to figure it out or yeah. thinking like some you know if I'm gonna play the mirror and then screw something up that's like seems so embarrassing. I just didn't want to deal <laughs> with it, you know. Yeah, um, totally. But... I mean, I can th- I can literally. Think about four times in the last uh, several Magic tournaments I've played where I was at time with my opponent who was on Miracles, and I pulled it out and won. And my opponent was upset, obviously, because they think that their deck is the best thing since, since you know, like, since chopped cheese, right? <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, my friends are around, his friends are around, and when it comes down to it, my friends know know what I'm doing. You know, they know that I know this deck pretty well. Like, I know it as well as the guy playing it, probably. And, you know, I have tricks up my sleeve that they're not ready for, you know? Well, Miracles is now gone, and I think that's going to be a net positive. I think it's going to be a while before we find another control deck. Um, But I I do think that one will emerge. Like, I think there's a little bit of panic. I, I... I mean, Miracles, if you think about the four slots, that or eight slots that were counterbalanced in top, um, and then and I guess the... Yeah, and then, <laughs> you know, you got Terminus. I mean, I, I don't know, is Terminus unplayable, like, as a two-of in, like, a control deck? Like, you have four Brainstorms Perhaps. and a couple of Jaces, yeah, Ponder... I mean, p- pre, uh, portent. Portent, <laughs> yeah. Portent. I mean, I don't <laughs> think... The point is just, like... I don't think Terminus is as dead a card as Counterbalance is. Yeah, and Counterbalance really... is just like, what What can you... I mean, Counterbalance is basically a card that shut down entire decks when combined with Sensei's Divining Top. If you're paying two mana for a counterspell that sits on the board and dies to Abrupt Decay, like, is that that good right now? Since Abrupt Decay is so much better now that, you, now that like, 
Miracles and Abrupt Decay had this weird thing where it wasn't, like, great against Miracles because you didn't really care if they had the counterbalance out a lot of times if you were playing an Abrupt Decay deck. Yeah, um, because you could always Abrupt Decay. <laughs> you could just Abrupt Decay at, at need, but, like, also it wasn't really great against the rest of the deck, you know? Yeah, once they once they went away from Mentor to, you know, to sort of escape that, yeah, I mean, it was... That's what the thing, though, I felt like we had this... The one thing that I think Miracles of the Form is, it did this thing where it was like, it was Miracles versus decks that could either win really fast, like, because, you know, there isn't a time investment in getting top and counterbalance set up, right? Yep. And even Terminus, getting Terminus set up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Reanimator is winning on, like, turn 0.5, you know? they're, they're They're playing a Chancellor, and then you don't do anything... And then, like, they just win. <laughs> um, like, so, like, it's these very fast decks, and also these decks that were playing, like, turn one Chalice, turn one Blood Moon, they were starting to creep up. And all all these fair decks were being pushed out just because if you, like, you couldn't compete in the medium to long game against Miracles. Like, you just couldn't. It was, it had so much inevitability. And the best tool to, to fight against that was to at least have abrupt a case so you could stop one angle of attack, but then often Terminus was just there to yep. kick your butt. If you were a creature deck. And Terminus gonna... was such a punisher in so many ways, I was really surprised uh, that it didn't get banned just because it does things in the format that, like, nothing else really does. Yeah, and, yeah, I mean, being a one-mana board wipe... And also not destroying stuff, or you know, I mean that's all. That's all. Very the graveyard relevant. isn't an issue then, and there's so much that so much that that card just gets around. Uh, that is is great, and it doesn't. You know, the deck didn't have a problem dealing with so many decks because terminus existed. So I I, I totally agree with why they took away Sensei's Divining Top, uh, but I do think that terminus was the ultimate problem, and they, they solved that problem. For sure. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, you, that's what I'm saying. I still think you can see, ter- I think it's one of those things where a card was around and then something gets banned and then it's sort of like Death Shadow, right? Yeah. Like, you know, no one really thought about that card. It's always been around in Modern. You know, they ban, they ban Probe, which makes that like super hyper Death, Death Shadow deck go away. But mm-hmm. people are like, no, this is easy enough to be a one mana six six i'll just play it for fun if you really think about like the evolution of the death shadow deck right we can go two years ago to uh the treasure cruise blue red decks that deck couldn't exist uh with a blue red deck that was drawing three cards and burning your face uh around at all like you can't play oh i'm at eight life your opponent's just like cool thanks you're dead you know so it's funny like how these bands eventually breed new metagames uh, over, you know, like they kind of build on each other and then eventually build new metagames. So I'm, I'm interested to see what the metagame shakes out, um, for, for the post miracles world. Um, I'm certainly, uh, looking forward to it. Yeah. I want to talk about this issue of whether or not, of what it means for control as an archetype. What do you think makes a control deck how do you how do you define a control deck i define a control deck slightly differently than than most people for me a control deck is a deck that stops your opponent from winning plays a threat ends the game and how do you think that's first it stops your opponent from winning that's the most important part right yeah i mean the thing is like 
there's there's some people who feel like a, like counter spells are endemic to control, which maybe you believe. Sure. And there's some people who think that there's a ceiling on the number of creatures that can be in a deck that can still be considered control. Mm-hmm. And these are the main arguments about whether or not there will be a quote true control deck in Legacy. And I I think that's I think that's hard to complain about. You yeah, know? yeah. I mean, when when you have so, like I said, you stop your opponent from winning, and then you play a threat, and and you you win with that threat, right? Um, for me, uh, that definition includes obviously it includes Rug Delver. You know, like there's no there's no uh, uh, you know I'm not hiding anything by by telling people that I, I really like Rug Delver. Like everyone knows yeah. that, uh, and it feels like a control deck when you're playing against the decks that it needs to prey upon. When it fe- and when it feels like a tempo deck, it feels like a tempo deck. But it can bo- be both a tempo and control deck. Now that's one deck. But you know what I feel is actually a control deck that most people are going to like not agree with me on at all. Death and Taxes is a control deck. Well, yeah, I mean, Death and Taxes is a prison deck yeah, in a way, right? Exactly. And that's that's how I felt about Miracles. Like Miracles wasn't wasn't like trying to trade cards with you, you know. They were trying to lock you out with countertop mm-hmm. and then make 32 power on your end step and win. You know? Yeah, when your opponent pretty much is doing the same thing, is stopping you from winning, right? Like countertop combo or I have a Thalia wasteland and port, you know, and th- all those things stop your stop you from getting your part of the game going, right? Yeah. And then they're playing like, oh, look at that. Thalia is not only a way to stop you, but it's also a win condition. I'm going to start attacking with it, you know. And the other stuff in their deck sort of builds on that. You know, swords to s- kill your creatures. Mom to protect my my threats, you know. So um, I think I think decks like that, um, you know, basically work as control decks. It's just that they don't have six drops in them. So, like, people don't think <laughs> like, oh, you know, this game, this doesn't, like, win on turn 32. So it's not a control deck. I mean, I think that if your if your problem with control deck, not your, but just the royal you, if someone's problem is that there are too many creatures in a deck and therefore it can't be a control deck, I mean, the ship sailed on that so long ago. Yeah. I mean, Man of War was in Visions. Like, once they started putting spell, spell effects on creatures, mm-hmm. just the just the intrinsic value was going to, and the point was to encourage you to play creatures. Did, did we talk about like a Bazaar of Moxen once where there were like five copies of the Weissman control deck in the top eight. Yeah, it's ridiculous, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's what that's what it was, and that's why they, they made creatures more relevant and gave creatures a reason yeah. for existing besides eating a swords to plowshares and then the other guy wins. One of the first like, control decks I played was Tradewind Rider Control with Tradewind Rider, basically a spell, right? And Wall of Blossoms and, and uh, what was it, Stamp Hilding Wildebeests? So, yeah. like, basically all those cards are spells on creatures, you know? Like, that was a control deck. Yeah. Well, and I think, yeah, people have this, like, you know, Randy Bueller deck or Brian Weissman deck where it's only got a couple win conditions. And Miracles was close to that. The only thing I have to say is, like, here's the deal. No Miracles deck ever didn't play Snapcaster Mage. And, like, yeah. you know, I you, know, you died to Snapcaster Mage a lot. You mm-hmm. know? Miracles was winning through the attack step. They were they, for, When Mentor was popular in the builds, Mentor is, you know, just a silly, silly card. Yeah. Attacking you for thirty-two, like so. To me, miracles was like lands, you know, where is there's some sort they they establish a lock, they clear your board, and then 
in one turn, the blink of an eye, it's over, right? Yeah. It lands case with uh, uh, Merit Lage. Yeah, I don't think and that so much. It was angels. I don't think that so much people should be lamenting the death of control decks, but um, you're certainly welcome to, uh, you know, categorize your control decks. You know, you can say, oh, you know, this kind of control, the like, you know, classic blue white counterspell Wrath of God control deck might not be a thing anymore. And uh, I might, I might agree with you, but I think that um, I think that Stoneblade is going to come back. Right, and I, I mean, your deck has four Stoneforge Mystics and three Snapcaster Mages. I mean, it's not like it's not like you're playing Zoo. Yeah, you're not <laughs> playing like uh, you know, Mike Lacanto Prison or anything like that either. You know, like there are creatures in your deck. You know. Yeah, right. There's creatures in your deck. There's removal in your deck. I don't know. I I, I think that you know there. That's. I think you're right. I mean, and I, I. But the thing is, like, I don't think that this ban. That this that it meant this ban had to happen. Like it was just like you couldn't have a control deck be the only fair deck. That was what it was like before they started making creatures relevant. And yeah. you know, really, if you weren't if you weren't winning really fast, you know, or could keep the opponent in the early game, which is why some Delver decks had been good had been okay against miracles, or like the those like combo finish ones like Food Chain and Lurin, where you know the game could be over fast. I mean, it was so hard if you wanted to just, like, you know, get in for, you know, play some spells, get in for a few points a turn. Like, that wasn't that wasn't where you wanted to be. <laughs> so, yeah. well, what do you, so I guess maybe we should move on and talk a little bit about, well, I, mean, I don't know, what do you want to say about, is there anything we wanted to add about, like, this actual banning and, and yeah, what we think it bodes about Wizards of the Coast's attitude toward Legacy? Well, I mean... That I th- I feel like their attitude towards legacy is like, don't bother us, or we'll do this, right? They're just like, eh, eh, we'll ignore it, we'll ignore it. All right, you've bothered me enough. I'm going to make a real change, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's hard for me to say that they've been ignoring legacy. I think they tried to balance it. I mean. Leovold, that's like a legacy card from yeah. day one, right? Mm-hmm. Sanctum Prelate, those were in Conspiracy. They put reprints in Conspiracy. They did Eternal Masters. They tried to give us the Ancestral Recall. That didn't work out. Ooh. Yeah, not good. <laughs> not good. Um, so I, I think that they are hands-off. I, I wouldn't worry about Legacy suddenly being beset by bands. Um, oh, no, I not mean, at all. And, and or anything like that, and really, I mean, it, it seems like they it hurt <laughs> the way they rationalized banning this card with like it wasn't necessarily enough to ban a card from this deck that was the top deck in the format for three years, but you know it also makes tournaments miserable. Yeah, they're like we want the player experience to not suck, and I completely respect that. Um, you know, I I think that that's pretty important is like making sure that people want to play your for your your you know your game and then the format that this particular card is in was starting to get pretty miserable like you i couldn't play rug delver well in 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 most tournaments like i could i was doing weird stuff with that deck i'm looking forward to being on on a deck with with delver secrets and tarmogoyf in it once again right um yeah, and it's interesting, like, I forget what I was playing last time I played, like, oh, I was playing Jund, and I had a couple, like, short rounds, though, like, like I played against, like, 12 Post, and, you know, 
that was kind of over fast and then infect and like i forgot that like these rounds take forever <laughs> like miracles was still legal at this point obviously yeah. and like, it was you know these rounds were taking forever like i'm driving i'm like late at night i'm driving home like geez i'm exhausted i'm like it's like 11 30 tuesday night you know yeah um and i think that yeah if we i think it'll be sort of remains to be seen if we'll actually get shorter rounds and i think i think that's gonna be a, a thing that people point to like see the rounds aren't any shorter because you can go to time with anything you can go to time with death and taxes with lands you can you know, see people go to time with weird decks like Reanimator or even Storm, you know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I hope that the tournament experience is slightly more there's, – there's slightly more brevity and enjoyment. Um, what? So you said you're excited to play a deck with Delver's Secrets and Tarmogoyf. Is that just what you're excited to do? Yeah, I mean, look, Harsh Mentor uh, was going to solve some of the problems that, that the band just decided to up and solve anyhow. Um, but I think that Harsh Mentor is still good in a world where Elves seems like a really good deck. Death and Taxes is going to be, you know, n no less prevalent, you know. And there, there's a couple reasons for that. One, because only people that can't afford, you know, blue cards play Death and Taxes. Um, so so those people aren't going to be, uh, you know, not playing the, the same deck that they've been playing forever. Um and and the deck just gets better because you don't have to worry about Wrath of God, right? So the Harsh Mentor takes care of elves. Harsh Mentor certainly makes uh, tapping mom and taking two damage a problem. Uh, you know, same thing with port, port, wasteland, wasteland. You know, uh, so uh, even even you know uh, what's it called uh, Stoneforge Mystic. You know, all these Aether things Vial. do a little bit of damage here and there. Aether Vial is another one. You know. So Harsh Mentor, I'm super excited to be playing with that card uh, when when it comes out on Friday, and or, or I should say today, the podcast will post on Friday. So you know uh, I'm I'm excited to check that out. I and mean, there's a there's a Legacy Grand Prix trial, one of the last ones uh, on Saturday that I'm definitely going to be playing Rug on. Yeah, um, this was supposed to be an intro to what you think will be good. I should have maybe made that more clear, but uh, yeah, I. I'm gonna take a stab at playing Maverick. I really like playing that kind of deck, and you know, it, it's funny. Like people are are saying, "Well, you never know what's really gonna be good, or this is gonna this is gonna overshadow the format." Death Right Challenge is gonna be everywhere, and I, I just don't think people understand how suffocating Miracles was to like just being able to try out cards in certain decks. Like as long as Miracles was around, my Maverick deck. Was like had all, would have all these planeswalkers and bitter blossoms and stuff at the yeah you had to get weird right <laughs> yeah you're getting so weird and you know now that that's sort of open maybe we can try some other things and see and see uh, if the deck can be good and fun and I mean it'll be the most consistent non blue deck since all these non blue decks lost access to top yeah I mean my sideboard's looking looking really clear right now since I don't have to relegate like five to five to six slots to to a miracles matchup yeah i think that people are really underestimating how much people were sideboarding from me like oh people aren't bringing enough cards against miracles like i don't know i feel like i was bringing in a lot of cards against miracles yeah i mean like between the the winter orbs and the sulfuric vortexes red blasts you know like there's a lot going on uh, uh in in most sideboards that they could be like well you know i'm not to bring in all these cards but i can decide how what i'm playing against and bring in some of them yep and uh and well, i guess my point would be like about just you know things that have come out that could now be taken a look at like 
um, you know, just things that could have been in blue white. Like, you know, I mean, I'm not, I can't really think of anything offhand, but I guess monastery mentor as something other than just like a thing you loop tops with to finish your game of miracles can be explored a little bit, little bit. Right. Yeah. I mean, I played that once against a miracles deck and it was just terrible, but you know, it was so hard. It was starting to be miracles. Um, like, just that off the top of my head is something that you could take a look at and uh, and try out now. Um, I, I I don't know if I feel like there will probably be a lot of these black green X decks. You know, they they didn't really lose anything, and if they arguably are able to be more streamlined now because of miracles, but um, I think that blue red or red decks with harsh mentor and greedy mana bases will be a nice foil to that yeah and and give you another angle to look at right For like sure. rug seems like a good choice if you got some harsh you get, get your harsh mentors you get your wastelands yeah someone's trying to someone's trying to uh dirtle around and cast some three drops yeah and look i know that that means that um abrupt decay gets slightly better but if you're playing a couple more creatures in your rug deck and you don't really have to worry because you have you have a decent matchup against combo to begin with and you can side in cards against combo now uh, because you don't have to worry about miracles, you have enough threats in your main deck that maybe you don't actually have to worry about uh, your opponents playing... Uh, what's it called? Uh, Abrupt Decay? Playing Abrupt Decay. You can just put too many threats on the board, you know? Um, well, or I you think can that's... play with uh, Misdirections again, you know? I think that there's you can sort of you can sort of see like how we we envision a bit more of a flow to the metagame like i've always i've maintained that while rub decay is certainly a very strong card it did not feel good to have to play four of them no. <laughs> because in, in your deck because you know you needed to be counterbalanced like against a delver deck like having to fetch up to you know having to fetch for two lands possibly both non-basic lands to kill their one drop was not always fun. You, you get punished by Stifle or Wasteland pretty easily. Um, like, yeah, you'd kill the Delver, and then they'd just have something else and Wasteland you. Yep. <laughs> and suddenly you might be out of lands. Um, uh, the, I mean, the issue, and there are several other issues with, like, you know, there are cards like Umazawa's Jite and Chalice of the Void that you that it's a nice, clean answer to, but it doesn't have to be Replicate, I guess is my point. Yeah. A card like Ancient Grudge, I think, gains a lot from just being able to be played now because, you know, that that could do a lot, right? <laughs> you know, being able to kill a Chalice, being able to kill a Jite against yeah. these Eldrazi decks. Like, you don't have as, to, like, hit someone's top as they tap it anymore, you know? Like, a card makes better. Well, that's the thing about Rupticay, right? Like, you were, you were keeping it in against Eldrazi to hit Chalice because that's what you had to kill Chalice, right? Yeah, exactly. But it sucks against a lot of other stuff. Like, um, you know, I mean, it's like Ancient Garage is just, you know, better or even Cross and Grip and being able to stop someone from using GTA counters or, or hitting a Batter Skull or something yep. is good. And you just didn't have room for those cards, which made which made give the metagame a little texture, whereas it was this Miracles versus Abrupt Decay format before. You know, I've been playing Storm online. I put Lightning Bolt in my sideboard. Whoa. Because if I'm like, well, what am I worried about? Worried about Deathrite, Leovold, Thalia. Like, I don't want to have to fetch up two colors of lands and Abrupt Decay it. I'm just going to bolt it. <laughs> like, yeah. might as well. Um, so, anyway. Uh, let's talk about decks. What was next? Oh, Vintage. 
Yeah, so, vintage. You ready to move on to vintage? Yeah, let, let's move on to vintage. So in vintage, gush and mental misstep. Oh, I'm sorry, gushing attacks probe. and probe were restricted. Yeah. My bad. Sorry about that. Um, I think I just want to also point out that they said legacy is the only format in which it is legal, which we have not taken action against Gataxian probe yet. <laughs> I mean, that's that's good. Keep playing Gataxian probe where where you're allowed to. It's an excellent magic card, um, but it does too many silly things. Having perfect information in a, in a format that is basically like you can do anything you want, and that free mana is is problematic. Like like vintage, you know, like vintage. It's just vintage now, right? That free mana is like a real problem, uh, and you can get punished. Uh, you can't get punished for like paying two life. No one's killing you like with with direct damage or anything like that. You know, they That's right. the, the whole turn. <laughs> You know, you lost that game because you didn't have the information you needed to kill your opponent or to see what your opponent was doing. You know, it, it, it's basically a free magic card. No one loses Vintage because they took two damage somehow. You could literally play Shocklands and Vintage and it would not matter. Ironically, right? <laughs> Considering how much the other stuff you can't replace. Yeah. You're totally right. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to stop this explanation. This is totally right. Like, in Vintage, like, free card, free force pitch... Like thinning your deck and getting closer to restricted cards, that's a good card. Yeah, I mean, back in the day, we used to play Urza's Bobble as a card that just looked at one card in your opponent's hand and drew you a card later on, just to have less cards in your deck. Um, that was a thing you did, um, and and so this is just a better, a much 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 better version of that card, obviously, and playable by every color. Uh, not that many non-blue decks exist in the format, and no shops decks really playing this card because they don't really care what you have in their hand. They're just throwing a three-ball down. Yeah. So um, I think that this ban, uh, specifically on um, probe, was was smart, and I think that uh, you know the the not taking action against it in legacy is fine. I don't think it's abused uh, in legacy, and I don't think it can be abused in legacy because decks exist that punish you for losing life. You know, um, whereas in vintage that doesn't happen as often. So um, the other thing is though is gush. On the other hand, uh, I definitely think that they needed to get rid of. Yeah, I, I kind of think it's too bad the thing the thing bounces on and off the restricted list like crazy, and it's so subtly excellent, right? Yeah. Um, I thought their reasoning was interesting that they thought that without gush. And without probe, people will play more lands, and then they won't get locked out by spheres as much. Um, I, think I think that's, the, that's a false positive on their end. I don't even know how they got to that. To be honest, I don't. I, it took me like a few times reading it to understand what they were saying. Yeah, they're uh, like, oh, if we kill mentor decks, people will just stop playing workshops. I was like, well, it's, it says lessen the impact of the workshop decks' various sphere of resistance effects. And I think that means, like, you don't end up with a hand with, like, one land and, like, a bunch of probes and gushes, and then they just go tomb Thorn and the game's over. Yeah. You know? Like, maybe you'll have to keep... You'll have to replace those with things that produce mana. Um, I just... I don't know that I think that Mentor is going to be less dominant, though. Yeah, I, I, I don't... Just, 
think, I mean, that's still a great card. There's still plenty of zero cost artifacts that proc mentor. So I think that you'll just find other cards to play, you know, like there's Sensei's there, Divining Top. Yeah, there's other cards out. <laughs> yeah, Sensei's Divining Top was in the deck already, but there's other cards to play. You can play Preordain, you know. You can you can play Portent if you really need to. You'll they'll find other cards to make this card work. So I don't think that um Gush kills the mentor deck. I just think that their their convoluted strategy of like if we kill off the mentor deck People won't be so screwed over by the workshop decks. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I I I, I kind of see what they're saying, but I still feel like the workshop decks are insanely good. Yeah, what I read is it's okay for this other deck to have five uh, uh, black lotuses. Um, and mostly that's because we are afraid of the backlash of people who own five black lotuses uh, in this format freaking out and then quitting playing th this format forever. Which yeah. they don't worry about in other formats, you know? Like, they are completely nonplussed about banning an entire deck from a format. Uh, in in Legacy, it, uh, as we just saw, in Modern, you know, in Standard, uh, they're, they're having some problems in Standard with banning an entire deck, but, uh, you know, they don't mind doing it. They've done it before, you know? To me, it's really funny that they're just like, eh, I just can't see a way that I would, that, you know, we would ever want to ban uh, the Workshops deck any more than we already have. We were like, oh, we took out Chalice. We, we... I mean, they did put Destroy X target artifacts in the latest set. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I mean, sure, that works with vehicles, but not with uh, uh, Thought Not Seer. But thought not seers work with workshop. I mean, there is tension is true, between yeah. all that color, yeah. all that colorless stuff. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I think that's an interesting premise. I, my favorite, one of my favorite cards, as I've probably alluded to, is Consecrated Sphinx. It's basically the only reason I play Modern because my deck has Consecrated Sphinx in it, and I least, I least love seeing that in Vintage. You know. Yeah. So like, I love it if those big blue decks can come back. Yeah. Because everyone has to play. Everyone has to play. 19 lands uh, there's no mentor decks with like 14 lands and like then four probes and four gush and yeah. the wasteland doesn't do anything because you wasteland them and then they just gush in response i'm gonna be honest the 10 lands the 11 lands i play in my in in my uh uh time vault deck it's not gonna change i'm not going up you know like does your deck play gush I don't no know. That's what I'm saying. Like, play City of Brass. <laughs> I play City of Brass already, you know? Like, but I don't know how many islands. That's yeah, right. it's like, it. you know, none of that matters to me. And it doesn't make my deck any better against uh, workshops to see Mentor go away. They're not creating format diversity. They're just being like, these are the two decks that you should play. And one's a little worse now. So hopefully the other one just won't get played as much. It's a format where people stick to decks for decades. So I think that's crazy talk. No, I think I think that's right. I I don't I don't really see a material way that the vintage meta game is going to change because of this. The only way I mean, you're going to change I, I the vintage meta game is if Iconic Masters is reserve list reprints. Well, they already said they're not doing. So sorry, everyone who was come on, Wizards, about. please, please, please. Um. Okay, I uh, I don't know. We have more to say about vintage. Nah, <laughs> I almost said metal step earlier. I really wanted. I I don't. I'm 
down on mental misstuff. I'm just kind of tired of it. And but you know maybe without without uh, Taxium Probe, at least you won't see Probe get misstuffed, which is just always miserable. Um, do what do you think about? Okay, we, we you know we're an eternal cast. We talked a lot about Legacy, a little bit about Vintage. Do we want to talk about Standard and Modern not getting a ban? Yeah, let's talk about Standard and Modern not getting a ban. Uh, Standard, I think that's also pretty insane that they didn't get rid of the Sahili uh, Feldar Guardian combo. And to me, that's based on like it's a, it's a pure numbers game, right? Like they're like, do people get more mad and quit more often because we ban cards in Standard, or do people get mad? and leave formats because the format's solved and not fun. And I think the answer is people get incensed uh, when you ban cards from the format, and that's what they've learned, is that their attempt to fix the format by banning cards uh, like Emrakul and um, and the Copter um, actually dropped the numbers of people who showed up to tournaments because their cards got banned, so they didn't show up. It didn't make the format necessarily more fun, at all, because everyone's still griping about the vehicles decks. It just meant that people didn't get to play with their cards, and they picked up their toys and went home. Um, yeah, I think they don't want to ban a lot in standard. I think they are—they've really painted themselves into a corner. I still—I I hate to say this—I still can't believe everyone there is still employed in the same positions in design yeah. and development. Like, I just—you look at the standard meta game. You know, these poor Miracles players were like, how did we get our card banned at, at 14.9% of the metagame? And like, there's two decks with like 32% of the metagame yeah, in this format it. and nothing happened. Like, what are you like, even playing aside from those two decks? Yeah, like, there literally is nothing, right? I mean, it's yeah. like 65% of the format. Um, so, I mean, it's like, Standard probably needed a ban more now than it did when they banned... Emrakul and Copter and Reflector Mage. It's crazy to me because, like, if you think about what they have access to um, versus back when they used to have... No, I'm just saying, like, card and design-wise, there's so much... There's so many abilities to create so many different decks, and they decide to go in certain directions and, and pump certain strategies. But, like, if you look at, like... Look at the 4th edition metagame. You had blue decks... Uh, you had green-white decks, you had red deck wins, you had white weenie decks, you had the Necro deck, you know, uh, you had, like, a Naya burn deck that it, that was around then. All these tribal were spiders. so what many, yeah, tribal part. spiders in the Ice Age only <laughs> format, you know. But it's crazy to me because there's so much diversity in such a low uh, low technology format, you know. Um, and, and so, and to quote on the technology, I mean, uh, the, the amount of stuff that you could do in that format was pretty low, but people played with a lot of different cards cause they all kind of clashed against each other. Well, now there's another, there's a, a, an actual technology problem, whereas a format gets solved and everybody jumps immediately to that deck. Um, the internet has sort of ruined standard for, for a lot of people, I think. Yeah, I think the shorter rotation is not helping them. Like even though they they lengthened it, it's still not helping them. You know, they they switched the two set blocks, they got rid of the courses. They made a lot of changes to their like main prize at the same time, and it just has not been working out for them. One of the things I think is interesting about like it's funny like cuz people we talked about Necro and people have a freaking like 
heart attack if you dare to say like necro can be an okay card yeah. like yeah necro could be an okay card like it was legal yeah it was just, <laughs> and all those other decks existed like it was just fine it burn. just drew cards it's not a big deal yeah you were just drawing orders of the ebon hand like it's not like you were drawing you know tendrils of agony um but yeah i know but anyway it's just it's funny and like but I was thinking, like, I wonder what the format would look like if Emrakul, Smuggler's Copter, and Reflector Mage were legal, right? Yeah. Um, if you could, like, somehow have Reflector Mage against Felidar Guardian, but then again, it would probably just be in the same deck. All this stuff, all that stuff happens where you're like, this maybe this could work, but it would probably just be in the same deck because there's there's the power level is just so disparate between cars because of limited. Yeah, like limited is the actual problem. They've been creating for this. They've been creating sets to make limited fun, and it's ruined standard. <clears throat> I I can't argue with you there. I really can't. Like zombies are coming out. I love zombies. I'm not going to get anywhere close to standard. Yeah. Uh, modern, mm. I don't think needed a ban, no, and it seems it I, seems pretty fine right now, actually. I think people will adjust this Death Shadow deck. I think that Death Shadow is one of those cards that, for so long, people were like, "This deck, this card has to be good." It's a one mana eleven eleven, yeah. <laughs> you know. And now that it is good, I think people are sort of playing the hell out of it. I just think you know, like there's just there's a lot of ways to beat it. I don't think you absolutely have to play it. If anything ever gets banned in modern. I think it's going to end up being something from Tron because I've got this bug deck that I kind of really like, you know? Yeah. And I want to play it. There's a modern tournament coming up in, in Utah and in, in, it's actually in Provo. So I get to defend my, uh, my hometown, but I'm like, I'm like, Oh, I'm just dead. If anyone plays Tron against me, like I have like no plan at all. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, uh, it's just, it's, it's almost like, it's not quite like miracles, because I think it's way less consistent, but it, it has that same effect where it's just like if you're if you're trying to do something in the, like after the third turn, and that's your opponent, sorry, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But right now, I think that either people don't like playing Tron, or there's still enough super fast decks or whatever it is to keep it under wraps. And uh, I'm going to keep uh, trying to hit six land drops and jam my consecrated sphinx. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that that's awesome. like I said. I I keep I keep saying this every episode when we touch on modern. Any format that I can cast gifts ungiven in safely, I think is a fine format. I had a gifts ungiven idea. I forget what it was. Oh, oh well. <laughs> Maybe it was for, it was for legacy too. I can't. Barrow writes an Elishnorn. Yeah, that's the only one you really need, right? <laughs> Double in tomb. All right, so uh, what do you what are your what are your next magic plans? You got a Grand Prix trial on Saturday. Yeah, Grand Prix trial on Saturday. I'm gonna purchase my harsh mentors early, and um, that's it for stuff on the horizon. Um, there's not a whole lot going on. Maybe I'll dip my toes into drafting this format, but I don't know. You can't get me to play standard right now. Like that's that's crazy talk. Yeah. Uh, I'm in Iowa for work, but when I get back to Utah, I will. I get to play Friday Night Magic. I haven't decided whether I'm going to play Legacy or Modern yet. Um, the Modern tournament is next Saturday in at uh, at this convention in in Provo, so I want to just play my deck one more time before that. They're not offering Legacy, and then the week after that, we have a Legacy Grand Prix trial, so I do have to pick a deck at some point. Yeah, soon. 
um, to try and uh, win some buys for Vegas, um, which uh, which is going to be here before you know it. I thought it was interesting that they uh, they noted in the next that the next ban and restricted list announcement is going to be the day Grand Prix Vegas starts, I believe, but it won't go into effect until after the Grand Prix. Yeah, that's strange. They just they've just nuked like legacy and vintage from orbit so i don't know that there's that mean that there's going to be a ban at that point but it's interesting that they're giving you like a bunch of advanced notice and a grand prix just to figure out what to do with your cards yeah. you know if they do ban something um but i thought it was interesting that they pointed that out like the only formats again the only formats well i guess that you, there'll be side events and stuff but it's legacy and modern grand prix at uh in vegas and if they do decide that something else needs to happen in legacy or they decide something needs to happen in modern. They're not gonna. They're not gonna torch your deck. So, anyway. Yep. That's all. That's, that's all for us. That's it for this week. Uh, I guess we should mention that we do have a Patreon at uh, Patreon.com/EternalDirtles, and we're getting slightly closer, uh, ever ever closer towards that goal of a hundred dollars, where we will uh, go over every uh, the top eight most played modern uh, legacy decks. And uh, I guess you can expect that uh, Miracles is now off the list as far as uh, decks, decks that <laughs> are we'll we going to know what the top eight legacy decks are? <laughs> I mean, as 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 we hit that mark, that's when we'll do it. So we'll I think okay. I think we'll just decide then, and and we'll post everything up. So uh, that's kind of exciting with a new format, like a new meta game. You know, there's a lot there's a lot of uh, messing around going on. So I think uh, it'll be fun to talk about the best decks in the format. So if uh, if you're so inclined. Uh, and, and you're having fun listening to the podcast, we always appreciate you dropping by Patreon and tossing down a buck or two. Uh, and, uh, you know, as always, we'll be doing doing this podcast regardless, but that helps us with uh, hosting costs and, and getting new equipment, and, uh, you know, we're trying to give something back to you. Yep. All right. Have a good night, man. Have a good one. Good luck this weekend. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Later on. This just in! We have a quick uh, announcement. Uh, two minutes after we uh, signed off, uh, we saw that there was an announcement for a uh, banning of Feldar Guardian uh, in, in standard. Uh, I applaud Wizards of the Coast for this one. Okay, so... Oh, yes. Uh, we hung up, and we were... Or we hung up on the podcast, we were just chatting. I just hit reload on the wizard site I was looking at because I had the other thing up and there it is addendum to the band of restricted list. Felidar guardian is being banned effective Friday, April 28th. Now look, this doesn't really affect legacy, but hold on a second. They're making addendums to these lists after a couple days of data. Yeah, that's crazy, right? He says that Sahili, this is Aaron Forsyth says, um, why are we making this call now? The answer is data. We knew going into Monday that the Sahili combo was a significant issue for standard. We're watching it closely. Our rationale for waiting was to make sure we only needed to take one and only one action to correct the standard environment. Our plan was to monitor early play behavior. Um, we pre-released a new card set on Magic Online before the formal release date. And Sahili Felidar's win-loss ratio has actually increased since the release of Amonkhet making up approximately 40% of 5-0 and 4-1 deck lists. Wow. That is... We understand we shouldn't let combos like Sahili Felidar get out the door in the first place, 
For that, we take ownership and are making changes to try to prevent this from happening again. Wow. wow. Well done, <laughs> Wizards of the Coast. You have have decided to uh, move in on data. Uh, that's crazy talk. Uh, I'm so excited. Well done, guys. I mean... Hold on. There's so much going Tomorrow on gonna here, be right? Like, Sensei's Divining Top is unbanned. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> Anything can happen now. We're living in the Wild West again. That is that is right. Anything can happen, which is crazy. Yeah. Considering what they usually, how buttoned up they usually have been about this. Yeah, so uh, that's, yeah, that's crazy. I, I don't even know what to say aside from, wow, that just happened. Um, but we didn't want to go into f- into this cast with uh, late information, so we wanted to make sure we updated that. Uh, just talked just, about yeah. just so we've talked about it. So that having said that, I think we can officially sign off now, right? Yes, and I just to make it clear: the next banner restricted list announcement is June fourteenth, twenty seventeen. That is my thirty fourth birthday. All right. By the way, effective date for that announcement will be June nineteenth. So after Grand Prix Las Vegas. So who knows what could happen. <laughs> who wow. knows what could happen on june 14th if my birthday present i wanted to be chaos please nuke all formats that's what i say every time there's a band restricted list update yep. please nuke all formats i love talking about it all right all right have a good weekend everyone good night stop stop animal stuff can you see any more stuff it's our good keep it up with the joneses stop stop animal stuff Where does he get those wonderful toys?